Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Come on. Hi, I'm Henry Davis, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park in Landover, Maryland, a Bible-believing, Christ-centered, and Spirit-led congregation. I want to welcome you to our radio broadcast. And remember, there's power at the park. First Corinthians chapter four is where we turn our spotlight, verses one through five. New Living Translation says it this way. So look at Apollos and me as mere servants of Christ. We've been put in charge of explaining God's mysteries. Now a person who was put in charge as a manager must be faithful. As for me, it matters very little how I might be evaluated by you or by any human authority. I don't even trust my own judgment on this point. My conscience is clear, but that doesn't prove I'm right. It is the Lord himself who will examine me and decide. So don't make judgments about anyone ahead of time before the Lord returns. For he will bring our darkest secrets to light and will reveal our private motives. Then God will give to each one whatever praise is due. You may go to your seats around the building even in the presence of our God. Join me at, at verse number two. Now a person who was put in charge as a manager must be faithful. I want to talk in this service from the subject, prove it. Prove it. One, one, one of the things you have to understand Anybody who frequents a business and you go to that business and things don't seem to be working with the same level of efficiency. It might be a regular place that you stop on a regular basis. It might be Starbucks. It might be uh, some small business, large business. But typically... Persons will work differently when management is present. Sometimes you'll go into places and you know very quickly that there is no manager. They're not concerned about uh, money. They're not concerned about customer service. They're not concerned about any of that. Matter of fact, they're You could be walking in and have a desire to spend some serious money. But here they are on their cell phone, engaged in social conversations. But here you are, you ready to take care of some business. 
Then you say to them and say to yourself, really, Monica, and you say, if you're not going to appreciate my business, I'll go somewhere else. One of the things that we want when we show up to a business is to be valued, appreciated. Matter of fact, those of us, we have seen those moments when we've gone in stores and because of the color of skin, persons will watch you, walk around. Matter of fact, the other day, it had gone viral that a young man was threatened with being arrested. And just because of the color of his skin, but his grandmother showed up. His grandmother came in there and said, now, and, and, and Matt, he said, and, and I liked the way the, grand, the, the grandson, he said, that's, that's her, that's her. That grandmother came in there, she said, did you just talk to my grandson? What did he take? What did he do? And you threatened him. But again, here's the point that I'm making. We act differently when management is present. Here's the next step to that. You have been given, I have been given, we have been given the opportunity to manage. Manage your life, manage your health, manage your family. How, how are you doing? How are you making out? And I certainly give shout out to those members who join us from the beaches of Aruba. My God, we got members everywhere checking in and worship. But wherever we are, God wants us to manage that which he's given us. Again, that word, Dr. Yvonne, being a good steward. Because another way of me being a good steward is me being one who is able to manage. And I understand to whom much is given, much is required. If I do a good job at one level, I can open myself up for another level. There are three areas we're going to look at this morning. Number one, God is calling believers to be faithful. Very simple point, but that is the essence of our faith. He is calling believers to be faithful. Faithful, even though things are not working out the way you want them to work out, working out on your time schedule, but I'm still calling you to be faithful. The second thing that we're going to look at this morning is the mysteries of God are made clear, oh yeah, by, by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can make the mysteries of God come alive. I don't understand what God is doing. I don't understand his timetable. But as I said in that first point, I'm going to be faithful. And as I am faithful and as I walk along this journey, the Holy Spirit is going to bring things alive, alive in my spirit, alive because, and then again, not only, and so I'm thanking God that, that, that you have a faith that you can prove. The proof is in the pudding. The proof of God, the reality of a God who can walk us through no matter what the challenge is. And number three, will you be ready for God's examination. 
one thing for me to look around and look at others, and but then we look at uh, uh, how they examine us, but they will examine you from the outside in. God, on the other hand, can examine you from the inside out. He knows that which you kept a secret from others. And so we look at it, prove it, prove it. You, you love the Lord, prove it. If you are a follower of Christ, prove it. Prove it. Because God has already proven himself. He not, he not, he's not auditioning. He's already done it. This is not an audition that God is, is, is engaged in. He, he is he is already shown us that he can deliver. I talked about it last night, that everything that God talked about in a prophetic way is able to come to the sense of realization in the New Testament. And so we look at, number one, God is calling believers to be faithful. Verse 2, now a person was put in charge as a manager, must be faithful. You have been placed in charge. Now, it's not for you to, to lord it over anybody. But again, that key word, you might want to underline it in your Bibles, faithful. You must be faithful. Faithful when I understand. Faithful when I don't understand. Faithful when I see it. Faithful when I don't see it. Faithful because you have been put and placed into that position. You have not gotten to where you've gotten to because of you all that in a bag of chips. But so I'm calling you to be faithful. Be faithful. Brothers and sisters, be faithful, be faithful. Matter of fact, Scripture says it this way, uh, Delegate Harrison, if I'm faithful over few things, then God will expand my territory. But some of us, we want to get to the much and we don't want to deal with the little. Some folk only want big assignments. I invited a person to preach in our church and they, their response to me, Brother Gary Clark, was, is that a big day? I said, listen, every weekend we gather is big. There's no such thing as a, as a, all. I don't care if it's a fifth Sunday or whatever, what, all, every, every weekend we come here with intention. I had to, I had, I had to do an explanation. I've got the Got to preach a few weeks in Kansas City, and I'm doing a, I'm doing a, a lecture on framing, framing worship for evangelism. Because everything we do in worship, has, there has to be intention. Now, and I, Dr. Austin overheard a conversation I had this week, and I said that this service is a, is a unique service. You, 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 you at the 730 worship, you get a unique experience. It's unique to you. And why? It's unique to you because, generally speaking, people seeking to meet Jesus for the first time have not gotten up yet. Okay, somebody missed that. 
If you're just seeking the Lord, you're not going to get up this early seeking. You're going to come out a little bit later. But so that everybody generally who comes to this service, you know Jesus. Now, I'm not saying we're perfect. No, no, no. But, but if you can get up rising and shining and, and on time. Because 85 to 90% of the people in this worship are not only here, but they are here on time. There's a level of maturity. There's a, there's a, there's a level of your, your own development, your own growth, your relationship with God. And as a result of that, you laid your clothes out last night. You didn't get up this morning trying to figure it out. Intention. I wanted to be here. I, I got, I, I'm, I'm going to give God praise. I'm going to praise him and thank God that the men are singing and the energy in the building, but I already come with intention. God places you in position, not by accident, but because of his divine providence. He doesn't do anything, Gary, just by happenstance. He knows exactly what he's doing. Okay, then that second thing is the mysteries of God are made clear by the Holy Spirit. Aren't you glad the Holy Spirit is alive and well? I don't know, I, I, these, other, these other religions cannot talk about spirit. This Christianity what is a, 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 a line of demarcation is the presence of a living spirit. He's alive. I'm not putting the Muslims down, but have you ever heard about a great Muslim choir? When they go to the mosque, it's not music. That's not, that's, that's not what's going to drive. But here we are, we are, we are musical. We are melodious. I mean, that's why, that's why some of, especially all my, all my HBCU folk who used to go to the game and, and, but at halftime at the PWIs, you go, you would go to the concession stand, but not at HBCU. Halftime. I mean, you went to the concession time while the game was going on. And so because you know, you knew that at halftime, Spartans, <laughs> come on now. I know we got Trojans and Bisons and, and Bears. I know, I know, I know, I know. But the point that I'm making, that we're talking about life. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and you might have life abundantly. So when I talk about the abundant life, I'm not talking about living a boring life. When I talk about life in Christ, I'm talking about the joy of the Lord is my strength. When I talk about Christ, I can praise God all by myself. Prove it. Prove it. You love God, prove it. You don't mind praising? Prove it. He's already proven himself. And here it is. 
that we want to make sure that we have the, the verse number one says, so look at Apollos and me as mere servants of Christ. That's all we are, servants who have been put in charge of explaining God's mysteries. And even though they're put in charge of explaining God's mysteries, there's still things they can't explain. Here we are. They say in 84 years, there has never been a weather event like the weather event getting ready to happen on the West Coast. 84 years since something like that has happened. Most folk out there, they're more concerned about an earthquake than they are about a weather event. So Major League Baseball, they've moved all the games and all of that because they're getting ready for a weather event. Who would have thought that fires in Canada would end up burning so long that it would affect the air in North America? Here it is that we look at what has happened in Hawaii. Matter of fact, some of you have gone to Hawaii. You had a beautiful time. But, but you understand that there's so many things that happen which are the mysteries. Again, whether we're talking about coronavirus or the flu, and now they're trying to figure out how, when do we take the next booster and all the kind of things. They are, these are the mysteries. You've been put in charge, Apollos, Paul, of explaining God's mysteries. But even though you've been put in charge of explaining it, you still can't explain it. No one has all the answers. Solomon was the wisest man in the world. He he still didn't have all the answers. And we run across absolute geniuses, but they still don't have every answer. Why is it that you can be faithful and then you have to deal with a health challenge or somebody getting off track and somebody just, oh my gosh. You prayed for your children and your grandchildren and yet they disappoint. The mysteries. And then you say, and you have the hope that they don't kill themselves with bad decisions. And that they will work their way back to the faith. The great thing is, in this room, we have a number of persons. We drifted, but thank God we came back. Thank God. Thank God we said yes to the Lord. Thank God that we were spinning around in circles. But now we talk about the mysteries of God. I remember the old, the old uh, house party. Not, not the house, actually, I get it the house birthday parties because let me say it differently because you know some of y'all do remember the house parties but I'm talking about the house when we used to have birthday parties and we didn't go to Dave and Buster's and we would we would be right there at the house bobbing for apples come on pin the tail on the donkey spin them around with a with a blindfold and send them off musical chairs that was my favorite I felt like I was a master musical chairs. (laughs) 
But one of the things, the great thing is that when you looked at all of those games and all of those things, but again, the both, but the most humorous of them all was pin the tail on the donkey. It's getting spun around. Then you a little wobbly. You're trying to find direction. The world is going to try, I'm, I'm going to use another term, keep it biblical. The world wants to wobble you. I see y'all now. I see. I, 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 I saw it. Your neighbor didn't see it, but I saw it in your eyes. I have put you in charge of explaining God's mysteries. Even myself as a pastor, there's some things I cannot explain. I don't even, I, I don't, I, I'm, there's no way I'm going to understand that. I've done too many funerals of dear persons to us. And then you look around at some hellions who are still looking at us every day. I'm, 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 like, I'm like Joe Ratliff said, if you want some suggestions, I can get, I got suggestions for you. But we've seen some angels leave us. Persons who got sick and then exited in a quick fashion. One moment here, next moment gone. One moment shaking their hand and having a conversation. Next moment at their funeral, looking at a funeral program in an obituary. One of the things that I always, I always realize that no matter how well I know anybody, I always learn something new at their funeral. Always something. There's always a tidbit about that person that I did not know. You, and matter of fact, in this room, folk don't not, do not understand the dynamics of your personality. They don't know who you impact. They don't know how you impact them. See, that's the other thing that you cannot ever judge is how your life impacts others. Because many times, people are not going to tell you. And, and, and sometimes, they're not going to tell you, not because they, they, they're withholding information, but they're not going to tell you because they don't think that they need to tell you. Because they, some of them figure, I got time. I'll have a moment. And then all of a sudden, it's snatched away. And the opportunity is no longer there. Here's the third thing that I need to tell you. Will you be ready for God's examination? Are you going to be ready? You know, I just talked about every knee is going to have to bow. Every tongue is going to have to confess that Jesus is Lord. Will you be ready for God's examination? I had a friend of mine when I first went to college. Uh, his, his nickname was Miami because that's where he was from. And so, and so we were getting ready to take an exam, and he would get to the class about an hour early, getting his seat. I said, man, I said, why do you get to class so early? We're getting ready. He says, I, I want to be in the atmosphere. 
I said, man, you need to be in the library. I mean, <laughs> I mean, trying to work at you. But, but here he is sitting in the classroom, Barksdale, all by himself. You got to understand that will you be ready for God's examination? Look at verse number, verses three. It says, as for me, it matters very little how I might be evaluated by you. Don't, don't miss this. Or by any human authority. I don't even trust my own judgment. You know, let me, let, me, let me try to break this scripture down for you. I don't even trust, trust my own judgment. Some of you, some of us, are fashion challenged. You look in the mirror, you think you look good. Now, I'm going to put my hand up on this one because I, 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 I've done that. I, uh, my family, they, don't, they, they got no problems in that doesn't work. Oh, yes, it does. And, and I got family members trying to always remind me that I'm not as young as I used to be. My daughter told me, you can't wear that, Dad. Why not? I seen some other folk wearing it. And they my age and older. But not you. It's not for you. I, I, I loved, I loved gr growing up. I loved look, looking at the fashions of, of now our new part owner of the Washington Commanders, Magic Johnson. Magic is 6'9". So I can't use Magic as my template. <laughs> You not six nine. It worked on magic. Let me do some magic with it. But you got to understand, you I don't even trust my own judgment. That's why it's good to ask somebody else, what do y'all think? I don't want to trust my judgment on this. Sometimes I gotta have discussions with the staff and I say, what do y'all think about this? What do y'all think? Because I don't want to just go with my idea. I need for some other folk to weigh in. And, and then once the staff weighs in, I said, now that's genius. And I said, but you only got to that because of discussion. You threw out an idea, threw it back, because you need to know some of the ideas I come up with don't ever make it to public. Because I come up with some crazy ideas. You, you, you've been around me long enough. I, I, can throw, I can throw out some ideas. You know, I, I feel like I, I, if I wake up in the morning, John, ask you, I got an idea. The scripture, I don't even trust my own judgment. But Paul says, my, my conscience is clear. But that doesn't prove I'm right. There are folk who could kill, rob, steal with a clear conscience. When you look, in the, look today and you see young people who are engaged in so much criminal and dark activity, and it's like, how could they be that low down? Their consciences are clear. They got no regret. And, and, but I'm, I'm saying here today 
that Jesus Christ can move even in their lives. Paul says, it is the Lord himself who will examine me and decide. Not what you think, but what God knows. So don't make judgments about anyone ahead of time. Don't judge another person. We don't have time to judge another person because we got to look at the things that God is doing in our lives. The Bible says, for he will bring our darkest secrets to light and reveal our private motives. Then God will give each one whatever praise is due. Just keep on serving God. Other folk might not celebrate you, but God can celebrate you. Open up doors. Pour out blessings. You've proven yourself, God. And I'm thanking God that says you can prove it. I thank God that I can prove to the world that I love the Lord. He heard my cry, pitied my every groan. I will lift up my hands. And I'll give God praise. You've already proven it, God. And all I've got to do is to lean, 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 and depend on God. And when you lean on him, he'll lift you up. When you lean on him, he'll give you a peace that's beyond understanding. When you lean on him, he'll fight your battle. When you lean on him, he will take care of you. Prove it. You've already proven it, God. And you can prove it again and again and again. Come on, clap your hands. You've been listening to the radio broadcast of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park in Landover, Maryland. If you want to receive a CD or DVD of what you have just heard, please call 301-773-6655 or visit us on the World Wide Web, fbhp.org. And remember, there's power at the park. Power at the park.